Hello, friend, and welcome to Daily Treasure, a devotional podcast by Sharon Betters, produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. We are continuing our journey to Christmas with the Midwives of the Messiah with our guest writer, Andrea Mayer. Today's devotional is Fix It, Jesus. Today's treasure. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. If mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. John 2, 4 and 5 If we were watching Mary's news feed in this day and age, we would see there was an utter blackout in information from the time Jesus was 12 to 30 years of age. Suddenly, as she activates her page, we are invited to listen in on an uncomfortable exchange between mother and son at a wedding at Cana. You can be assured if it was notable enough to make it to the scriptures, there are lessons for us to glean. Weddings in Judaism were mega events and adhered to strict honor codes. Depending on a family's financial condition, the celebration could last up to a week. We can probably assume that this was a close friend of Mary's or a relative, or else she probably wouldn't have involved herself in the problem. They were out of wine. I find it interesting that Mary goes directly to Jesus knowing he could, and more importantly should, fix the problem. Can you blame her? He is 30 years old. She is growing restless of waiting for him to begin his ministry. She must have wondered if it would ever happen. So now here's an opportunity. Son, do your thing. After all, she has lived with scrutiny, disappointments, and unmet expectations for 30 long years. What parent wouldn't give their child a shove towards their gifting? No one likes to wait. That requires a hands-off switch. We are not wired to wait. We want to move, resolve, fix, fight, and assist in making things better. I waited 10 long months for my son, who was a former professional soccer player, to be sentenced to prison for driving under the influence of alcohol and killing an innocent man. The sentence of 10 to 30 years was the initial number put on the table. It eventually got whittled down to a span of 5 to 10 years at the discretion of a judge. I found each day before the designated court date daunting like watching the sand pour out in an hourglass. The looming date served as a daily reminder life was about to change drastically. There were days the wait was suffocating. My mind would wander to every possible dooming scenario. I had to deliberately remind myself about Peter's fear when he stepped out in faith to walk to Jesus on the water. I would say to myself each day, eyes on Jesus and you can walk eyes on the waves and you will sink. It was hard work, but it was the necessary refocus I needed. Jesus is reminding Mary she will not determine when his ministry would begin. He would not allow her to intrude into God's plan for his life. In Mary's defense, she was concerned about the honor of the guest and probably anxious for him to declare his rightful power. In my season of wait, Jesus was reminding me that all time is in his hands and no one has power over outcomes but God himself. I renewed my mind each day as we approached our son's court hearing with the truth of Proverbs 21.1. The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. 
he guides it wherever he pleases. It was God who would guide the judge's heart to make a decision based on the will of God. That truth alone quelled many of my fears. Isaiah 40:31 says, Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. When you meditate on this verse, you will see lots of action verbs. Renew, mount up, run, walk. There is movement in waiting, but it must be the right kind of movement. I have learned through my very hard season of wait that waiting is not inactivity, but rather in Him activity. That is a very big difference. When you wait, you rest in Him. Meditate on Him. Surrender and trust Him. That is how you renew, mount up, run, and walk in victory. It is also powerful that the last words we would ever hear Mary utter on her newsfeed was, Whatever He says to you, do it. How fitting to apply those words to our lives in the midst of whatever we are facing. Basically paraphrased, do what He says. How do we do that? We open up His Word daily to hear what He has to say to us. We rely and stand on His truths. During the time my son was away in prison, I kept those words at the forefront of my mind. No matter what this feels like, just follow Jesus. I can tell you, by getting to know God more intimately, by building my relationship with Him on a daily basis, relying on Him for coverage because I was desperate for Him, I was able to soar like an eagle. Yes, soar through our prison experience. Only through God's grace did I see with spiritual eyes each visit was to a mission field. It would begin with big smiles and end with heartfelt hugs and affirmation for all of us to keep relying on Him. The blessings were bountiful. I would leave there each week without fear, without worry for the future, because I knew the One who held the future. Mary could not figure Jesus out. In this life, there are many things we will never be able to figure out either, even with the full counsel of the Word. But we are called to follow Jesus, imitate Jesus, and have our minds transformed by Jesus. In so doing, we can face our seasons of wait, as well as our seasons of confusion, in confidence that He will do exactly what He intends to do. I can say from experience, there is nothing like watching God create something new when you thought all was lost. Father, forgive me for fearing my seasons of wait. Help me to rest in total surrender that you are in control of all my circumstances. Assist me to keep my hands off so that you will be the only one touching my situation. Grow me during these troubled times. Teach me new things in the valley of wait. May I become so sensitive to your holy word that I know everything that touches my life has passed through your scarred hands and is for my good and your holy purposes. Well, friends, only a few more days and we are at the end of 2023, heading into 2024. And you know, every uh, year, nonprofits have to be concerned about how they are going to underwrite 
their vision, uh, whatever it is. And our vision is to offer help and hope to hurting people. And we are so grateful for the generosity of our supporters who make it possible for us to continue to keep on keeping on. And this year we have a $20,000 matching gift that we would love for you to participate in. It's not too late. You can go to helpandhopenow.org. That's helpandhopenow.org where you can safely give. Uh, perhaps you would like to donate stocks. You can set up a legacy gift. Uh, no gift is too small. Uh, we are so grateful for the generosity of our supporters. And for every gift that is given, we are going to donate a copy of Treasures in Darkness to a local funeral home. We are already distributing these books. They are especially designed to help someone who has lost a loved one, in particular a child. And so at the discretion of the funeral home owners, they will be distributed to those who need it most. And so your gift is, is a double gift. It's a gift to help us continue to produce these resources and distribute them, and also to have a very personal touch in the life of a brokenhearted family. So go to helpandhopenow.org where you can safely give. It's not too late. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to being with you tomorrow.